KRCL champions building a more socially engaged Utah through locally driven programming that promotes music discovery and civic participation. Tune into KRCL on 90.9 FM for a curated mix of music, including at least one track by a Utah artist every hour. From alternative rock to reggae, blues to bluegrass, KRCL is here to bring you the greatest bangers all day, every day. Are you listening? This is Slug Sound Waves. Hello, my name is Carter Sears. I'm um, I'm basically am the heart of Sunfish. It's my little baby, and I have a lot of musicians that come in and out, which I couldn't function without being that we play so many shows and write so much music. But uh, it's my little grunge project. Currently in Sunfish, we have me, Carter Sears, running the show. We have Courtney Lane doing backup vocals and keys. We have Bentley Vanderwell playing guitar. Mikkel Erickson playing drums, and Isaac Streeter playing bass. I would say our music is sort of more in the 90s era grunge realm, but we also take influence from a lot of pop music, a lot of more modern music. Just, I grew up never really caring what genre I was listening to, and I think that translates into my own music, being that I think anything that's a well-written song that has some heart behind it, or some true meaning is a good song no matter if it's country if it's indie if it's rap if it's hip-hop if it's you know full-on metal and deathcore I just really like good songs and I think that that's the reason it's so weird to put a label on Sunfish is that everything's a little different we have stuff that goes from big band kind of style and swing jazz to like just a full-on metal song so kind of all over the place. Around 2019, I was playing in a music program and a couple buddies from that and I started our own band because we just weren't happy playing covers. And I started to get into songwriting a lot more than I had been during that time. And now, for all different reasons, a lot of the original band has gone off and split their own ways, but I've, I've continued Sunfish, and um, it's been about three years now we've been in the scene, although we really didn't grow or become a bigger part of the scene until, weirdly, during COVID, because that's when we put our heads down and started recording a lot of music and putting it out because that was kind of the only thing you could do at that point. So I'd say Sunfish really picked up around 2020 and we came out the other side of COVID with a whole new lease on the music and a whole new genre and style and uh, now we're here. Some of the recent changes have been interesting. I had a couple people with me, our old keyboardist and our old drummer, 
and I loved them to death, but they just had different interests and didn't really want to do it anymore. And those two had stuck with the band for the longest, even though we'd had multiple members in and out. And I think the changes were honestly kind of refreshing because I was definitely in a band with people that had their heart in the indie rock world somewhere we started, and I definitely didn't anymore. And with the sort of lineup switch, I think as much as I appreciate the old musicians and what they were able to do for the band and how much help they were, having a, a band that is just more into that darker side of rock has allowed us to explore it more. Being that that's sort of where we sit, it's a very helpful thing because the exploration of a sound that we would like has created some cooler stuff because it's like, you know, when you've got a lot of people who want you to play one genre and you want to play another, often it creates cool things, but it often also creates big, big fights because everybody's like, no, this needs to sound like this. And you're like, no, this needs to sound like this. And, you know, just creative control in general is a very hard thing. Like, if, if you really go to any band that hasn't gone through a ton of members, it's always kind of one person calling the shots, and or two people I also see a lot of, and a lot of people sort of understanding that they have a vision and going with it. So it becomes a problem when those two people start fighting a lot, or when anything tends to, when disagreements pop up more, especially genre-wise, because it's just like, oh, I want this riff to hit and be, like, super angry and aggressive, and other times people are like, oh, I want this to be super gentle and quiet, and when you can't really find a middle ground, it's pretty awkward. <laughs> Nobody picks up the phone So many people make it easier to feel like the old days I come but you're never even home And I try to sell out It turns out everyone else Was already sold At least that's what I'm told It's getting old The other thing with the lineup change is I think it's made our live show a lot more powerful. We have um, Courtney Lane on keys now who's just an incredible musician and an incredible singer so having them sing back up is almost embarrassing for me because I'm not an incredible singer by any means every time we we sound check they it goes they're like all right we need key vocals and Courtney's like oh and then I'll go I'm not gonna show off check 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 <laughs> that's my one my one little joke because I'm like I cannot do crazy vocal runs Honestly, I think what's made us so successful is while we do fit into the local scene well, we're not really that far off indie rock as much as I like being like, haha, we're a grunge band and we're the only cool grunge band in Salt Lake, which is absolutely not true. You have No Jew, you have Sun Sleeper, you have uh, Bad Charm and World's Worst. There's a lot of really cool, grungy, hard rock in the scene. It just gets slept on. But I think what, what makes us different is that is totally a scene, like Beach Death, Sun Sleeper, all those guys. And for whatever reason, I think just the way we started, most of the people we were playing with, most of the big shows we were playing were with indie rock bands and like the indie scene. And we did start as an indie band, so originally it made sense, but probably a year into our career, we're like opening for like foreign figures who's like a pop band and we're playing like seven string scream metal. But I think the fact that like 
you know, we have two songs like that, actually. But I think the fact that we have so much accessible music sort of adjusts people to our inaccessible music. And I like to think that we, we turn a lot of kids who have never heard rock into rock fans by sort of having that balance of they're like, okay, I like this, so maybe I'll like this. And, if you know, you could dig through a whole discography and you can go from a pop song to a metal song in 20 minutes. And I think people really also enjoy that. It's like being exposed to a new genre that they've never heard live in an exciting environment kind of changes your opinion of it often because I don't, I don't even really know how to explain it, but we've always just fit in this weird lane where it's like we could kind of open for anybody and it wouldn't be weird. I've always been, you know, a stereotypical, like, you get your dudes with pent-up anger, and, you know, I was like, this is a much healthier way to let it out than, like, being just an angry dude. But I grew up playing hockey, I grew up playing sports, I grew up in an environment that was, you go, your adrenaline's pumping, you're getting aggressive. The stage is weirdly not dissimilar from it. Like, I did aerial skiing, and that, like, those moments that you're in the air flipping, you, like, do not exist for a sec. You hit the ground. You do not remember being in the air. Like, it's all muscle memory, and then you land. Being on stage is a very similar feeling. If you ask any musician about a good show, they'll only remember the things that went wrong. And it's, like, a thing that I, I feel like rings true through most things. Like, if you ask a hockey player specific moments from the game, the only thing they're going to tell you is, like, when their stick broke or when some dude hit them so hard they fell over. Because those are the only moments that take you out of, like, just adrenaline-fueled, like, almost primal instinct sometimes, you know? It's like, I, like, for instance, we, play a ho- we played a house show in Oregon uh, three days ago, and it was very intense. People are moshing really hard, and I think the only part that isn't a very hazy, like, adrenaline-fueled memory is I remember dropping my pick and I had to play half a song with my fingers and I remember just being like "Ugh, this sucks and that is like the only memory I have from the night and it's it's like almost kind of funny because people are like what does it feel like to be on stage and I'm like I don't know apparently I like it like <laughs> working pretty hard to get there but The music is more an emotional outlet for me than like a lot of people that I know and just my inspiration in music, how I feel on stage and how I feel when I play guitar tends to translate to an angrier sound. Like I, I break my strings all the time on stage. People are like, how do you break your strings this much? But if you watch videos, I like, I swear I have good technique sometimes when I play alone and I'm like practicing. But when I play on stage and I'm playing chords and stuff, I'm just like beating my poor guitars. Just like, it just looks like I'm pissed off and I don't really know where it comes from. It just is sort of something that is apparently within me. 
I'm definitely having a lot of fun doing this DIY touring, and I think we all are. I mean, there's no way not to get on each other's nerves when you're living in a Subaru Ascent together for eight hours a day, you know. There's a infinite, you didn't fill up gas tanks, and you piss me off, and you put your seat back too far. Like, it, it's, it's never-ending. But, generally speaking, I think this group of musicians gets along very, very well, and we have a lot of fun with it. And, you know, playing shows is the most fun part of being a musician. And I think almost anybody would tell you that. So I think there's probably a lot more touring in our future as that's what we're really trying to focus on right now. As well as getting some new music out. We just got out our song Bored Again and that doing as well as it is, is definitely giving me some more hope for the future of the band. Um, but right now we're just an independent Salt Lake artist and we're not any better than anybody else so we're just hoping that we can get some attention uh, or some luck on our side and go wherever the wind kind of takes us and you know it being my projects for the most part as well I, I love the people that are playing with us and I don't expect you know Courtney Lane is when their project blows up I don't expect them to stick around in Sunfish because they're like a fantastic musician but we have a ton of fun with them here and I'm very glad that they're they're part of it and we're just having fun i've chosen my song board again and i've, I've chosen it because i am a shameless self-promoter and it just came out and I want everybody to go listen to it. We recorded it with Nate Pfeiffer, and it was a super fun experience. He's a hysterical dude. I mean, within the first 30 seconds of us getting there, we went, you ready to record? And he went, all right, eight races, 200cc, mushrooms only, Mario Kart. If any of you beat me, it's half off the session. And we were like, what? And needless to say, we did not get half off the session. But it was, <laughs> it was a wonderful experience. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the track.
find us at sunfish.sunfish.sunfish on Instagram. We're just called Sunfish on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, whatever you use. If you use Tidal, I love you because it pays us way more per stream and nobody even knows that. We're playing Valor August 20th, and if this is coming out Friday, that is, we'll have Arlie the next day at Soundwell on July 9th. If you enjoyed this episode of Soundwaves, please take 60 seconds to rate and review us on iTunes. Slug Picnic's second event of the summer is back on Saturday, July 30th. Come to the Slug offices at 230 South 500 West to see local rock groups Sunfish, English Budgies, and Whisperhawk, alongside an array of local vendors, artists, food trucks, and more. Tickets are $5, picnic seating starts at 5.30 p.m., and music starts at 6.00.